listening to the Practical Perseverance Podcast with Pastor Jonathan Sherwin. This is a conversation about persevering through life's journey in faith as we seek to encourage one another to hold fast to King Jesus. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope you enjoy and are encouraged by this episode. Welcome to the Practical Perseverance Podcast. Uh, my name is Austin King, and I'm joined here with uh, my pastor friend, Jonathan Sherwin. Uh, it's been a few months since we've done a podcast, and we're sorry for that. Uh, we, we haven't been uh, just sitting by idle. We've had, we've had a lot going on uh, within our church family and uh, with Jonathan at Six Mile and, and just during the summer. Uh, but we're here again, and hopefully we'll be back on track. Uh, so, Jonathan, how are you? Man, I'm good. It's kind of like you said, we, we haven't been sitting by idle, and, and really we've had some neat things going on um, within our faith family with me and my family at Six Mile. Just to, to fill you in just a little bit, we've had the opportunity to partner with uh, the military um, in an IRT project with another camp that they're building I'm close by. We've helped them. They've helped us type a deal. And it's been pretty neat for me because I've had the opportunity to share the gospel with over 700 military personnel from all over the, the country, which has been unbelievable. And you've helped in, in that. Our faith family helped in that. And so for the past four months, we've been doing work um, and helping us do some work. And, and um, I would say one of the big things, Austin, you're wearing your Auburn shirt right now. One of the big things since we hadn't been back on here, Mississippi State has won a national championship in baseball. We're national champions, Hell State. Do you have anything to say? No. Oh. No. War Eagle. That's all I have to uh, say. But, man, here's the thing. There's been a lot going on. And um, we've been just trying to keep our head above the water, if I'm honest. Uh, man, it's been extremely stressful. But um, I would say at the same time, fruitful. Yeah, and so you say head heads above the water. Uh, that's actually kind of what we're going to talk about today. Uh, we see so many trials affecting us. Um, at one time, you have a pandemic, which seems like it's um, rising back up. You have yeah, it's gone and it's back again. It's gone and it's back again. <laughs> um, uh, families, occupations, uh, they're they're everywhere, uh, and trials and seem to uh, affect everyone, uh, but. I'm reminded of James, um, and we see in in James 1, he starts um, the book off by this, and he says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And so we talk about it all the time, uh, but it's not easy to go through trials. I know I often talk about it um, from... Uh, as I'm leading worship, uh, a lot of songs that, that we sing talks about uh, going through trials and, and, and choosing to praise through trials. Um, and I know the trials that, that I've faced um, aren't easy at times. Um, but uh, I have three questions that I'd like to answer in the podcast. Number one, where do trials come from? Number two, how do we make it through trials? And number three, what should we learn from trials? I think those are three good questions. And I would just tell you this, when I'm going through trials, I would answer it as I'm going through it. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know. 
Um, because, I mean, you said it, trials aren't easy, and we don't like going through trials. And sometimes, I mean, so just to answer the question, how many times have you gone through a trial and you've asked, why am I going through this? Just about through every every trial. I mean, it's easy for us in our flesh to ask, why am I going through this? Sure. And so it's like whenever we're going through the trial, I don't know. I don't know. But um, I, as you, you presented those three questions, uh, man, let's think about them biblically. So, one, where do trials come from? Whew, man, this is a good one because I wrestled with this one a pretty good bit. Um, and, and let's say it this way. Regardless of where trials or temptations come from, here's the key. They've been allowed by God. And I sit, as I, again, wrestled with that question, what, do trials come from the enemy? Do they come from yourself? Do they come from God? Um, and I think that's something that we miss a lot of times, regardless of where it comes from. Um, it's been allowed by God. Mm-hmm. And I know in my trials many times, man, I want to blame something or someone else, like the devil or myself. But regardless, it's been allowed by God. Man, that I, I that kind of changed me whenever I began to study through this because I don't think about it at the time of it being allowed by God. I think about it, why? Um, and it's somebody else's fault or it's something else's fault, uh, but it's been allowed by God. Number two, how do we make it through trials? Um, in simplest form, I, I'm going to keep it simple. I would tell you this, the exhortation of Scripture is that we endure them. I'm called to endure and so you said James chapter 1, 2, and 3, verse 12 says it this way, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trials. Um, and the way I ultimately make it uh, through trials is to fix my eyes on Jesus. You, you know this, and our faith family knows this at Harmony. One of my favorite passages of Scripture is Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. And it just simply says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, um, Chapter 11, those that have endured in faith, he says this, let us endure the race that's marked out for us. Let's fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. But here's what he says before you endure. He says, and let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. And so ultimately, man, I make it through life, regardless of if it's a trial, a temptation, a failure, a victory, and I make it whenever I fix my eyes on, on Jesus. And so, number three, what should we learn from them? Um, so let's go back here. So if trials have been allowed by God, then they're not random. Uh, it's not just a happenstance, if you would say it that way. And so I would say that trials have specific intent to ultimately, as James said, produce maturity in us and and i would say knowing that it's a trial and that god is using that trial to produce maturity in me should be a sign for me um, as a believer of god's approval um, of me and the legitimacy if you will of belonging to god's family and so again that that's something that i think i I should learn um, from a trial that it's ultimately by god used to produce maturity in me and if it's used to produce maturity in me then that's a legitimate sign that i belong to god and i'm part of his family and he's not done with me charles spurgeon said it this way trials teach us what we are they dig up the soil 
and let us see what we're made of. And it's hard to dig up some soil and me see who I really am. But yet, if God's going to continue to mold and make and shape me into being a man after his own heart, then it's necessary even. And so, um, even in studying um, the Bible in 1 Peter 1 and verse 6 and 7, it's one of the most valuable passages on trials because it describes the dynamic of how God changes us within the context of a trial. And and even a song that we sing here at Harmony, you sing and lead us, the, the refiner's fire, that we go through those fiery moments, the trials. Here, here's what the Bible says in 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7. It says, In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And so here's what Paul describes, I mean, excuse me, here's what Peter describes. Peter describes like the gold's melting process. It's where gold is heated up and all the impurities, they float to the surface. And the next step of the process is to scoop away all the impurities from that metal and the result is a pure piece of uh, a pure piece of gold it is made better and so uh, again what should i learn then the result of a trial then is literally to heat up my life to remove impurities in my life to make my character stronger my faith stronger um and that through it i would be transformed and so let me also say this, because this is an important part of the question. He says, consider it joy, my brothers, when, not, not if, when, mm-hmm. consider it joy, my brothers. And so that's the tough part. Um, that's the tough part, joy in the midst of trial. Mm-hmm. But, but here's where God settled in my heart in studying this, Austin. Um, the joy of trials comes through the change of trials. It's not really joyous in the, in the middle of it, not happy. Happiness is circumstantial. But if I know the end result of the trial, there should be joy in the middle of it because I know the change that's going to come from the trial. I'm not who I used to be. That's a phrase that I say a lot around here. I'm not who I used to be. And for that, I should be thankful that I'm not who I used to be. And praise the Lord, he's used trials to make me better. Yeah, and so that's that's good stuff. And uh, you don't really often think about trials being allowed by God, but it, uh, I'm reminded of something we're going to read next week in our Harmony reading plan is the story of, of Job and how um, Satan has this conversation with God. Um, and and God says uh, they, they discuss Job, and Job is, um, has a lot of wealth. Um, he's very blessed and... And Satan wants to say that the only reason that Job blesses God is because of how God's blessed him. So, And we see in the first chapter of Job where God allows Satan to um, test Job. Yeah. And so we're, we're reminded of that um, through that story. And so that's, that's a great reminder of uh, that God does allow. Um, he does allow trials. And then... Uh, just to be reminded that the ultimate way that 
that we get through trials is to fix our eyes on Jesus. Um, how do we make it through trials is to fix our eyes on Jesus. And you referenced Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. And then um, what should we learn from trials? And and you just discussed the, the refiner's fire. And you know that that's one of my favorite songs. And um, that process is not easy. Uh, but as you said, um, as we see in James, that we should consider it um, joy and that uh, the joy of trials comes through the change of trials. Um, so that's good stuff. Now, um, so what are some practical ways? We always, um, the podcast is called Practical Practical Perseverance. And so what are some practical ways that we can endure trials? Yeah, so I, I just tell you, I don't think you will find these in a self-help book. Um, I looked at it from my perspective going through trials, and I would say biblical perspective going through trials as well. And so as I thought through these, um, I've got six. Um, and I could use so many scriptures to back these up, but instead of just giving you a bunch of scriptures for each one of them and i just i would love if you're listening just to write them down and and search for yourself because i believe that's part of the process to help us make it through trials is us actually searching and so let me let me say it in in form of of this we we say truths at harmony um i don't think these are these are points to practical perseverance I, i literally think they're truth because i think all six of them are biblical and so truth number one seek the lord when you're in a trial, the first thing you need to do is not try to get out of it or get around of it or bury yourself in it, but seek the Lord. And just to be reminded, draw near to God and he draw nears to you. So draw near to him. And, and, and that literally means to be in relationship with him. And so you would think, obviously, whenever you say seek the Lord, man, pray, stay in his word, be sensitive to his spirit. But, man, seek after the Lord in the midst of the trial. Um, Truth two, cast your cares on him. And so as I'm seeking the Lord, I'm drawing near to him. He's drawing near to me. Man, I want to cast my concerns, my cares, my thoughts, my burdens. Let me say it this way. All my junk. Like, give him your junk and leave it there. Um, And the Bible says, cast all your anxieties on Mm -hmm. him because he cares for you. And so I, I heard um, Platt say this years ago, um, relating to marriage, he said, let Christ serve you. We don't think about that, man. That's why Christ came to serve. Um, and so cast all your junk on him and let him serve you because he can handle it. Truth three. This was a big one for me as I'm kind of working through this. Rejoice in your security. Um, and so think about it this way. It's out of my security or out of hope that I can truly worship the Lord. If I don't have hope, I can't worship. But in the midst of a trial, if I have hope, I can worship. And mm-hmm. so it's out of my security, literally, that I can rejoice or worship the Lord. And so I, I, I can rejoice that, for instance, Austin, that he has me and that he knows what's best for me. And I can rejoice that this trial is going to be temporary um, and that he will see me through it. Mm-hmm. And if I believe in him and if I put my hope in him, then, man, I can rejoice in that. Truth number four, um, fellowship with community. 
one of the first things that we do in the midst of trials or failures or, or hurts or confusions is we, we try to isolate ourselves. Um, I, I see it all the time. We, we want to run the other way. We want to isolate ourselves. And um, you can't make it separated from community. As a follower of, of King Jesus, you can't make it through trials separated from community, or at least you're not called to. And so um, we were never called to live out our trials in isolation. Um, we need the body, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Ephesians chapter 4. I mean, we've been talking a lot about that here lately, just in our, our series, walking through the book of Ephesians verse by verse. We need one another. And, and to make it through trials, man, it would be great if I lived it in fellowship with community. And then you just hear through that, just the Lord saying, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep, mourn with those who mourn. Like we need community. And so don't run away in isolation when you're in the middle of the trial, which is what the enemy would most desperately want for you. Um, truth number five, serve others. And so think about this progression that just, the Lord led me to. One, I want to seek after Him, draw to Him, cast all my cares on Him, rejoice in that security, fellowship with community, and then through that, serve other people. Mm-hmm. And and you've heard me say this, whenever I serve other people, it takes the focus off of me. It causes me not to think so much about me and what I'm going through. And, um, and, and many times, whenever I'm serving other people, it helps me see that it, I, I really don't have it as bad as I thought I did. Um, it also helps you see you're not in it alone, that other mm-hmm. people are going through the exact same thing. And so here, here's a cool thing. When I'm going through a trial and I begin to serve others, I, in, I, I really end up seeing that other people are going through trials. And I paint a picture for them of how wonderful my hope is. <laughs> and man, a great opportunity to share the gospel of why you're going through trials, serving other people. And um, and it points to my hope is not found in the things of this world, but my hope is found in King Jesus. And then number six, this is, um, I would say it's definitely biblical, um, but I would say you would say it may be self-seeking, but eh, probably not. I don't think so at all. Um, Truth number six, don't negate your health. A lot of times, again, during trials, I want to be alone. I want to be idle, and I don't take care of myself. I get anxious. Um, uh, Man, you you name it, panic and anxiety attacks, depression, uh, you name it, comes from trials. And so, man, I don't need to negate my health. And um, we do this a lot here. A lot of times whenever... I feel anxious before I get up to preach or I just I feel just uh, there's a different spirit a lot of times man I just have everybody just to stop and breathe just inhale exhale um, and I, I, I get people to do that and whenever you see a congregation just breathing for me and I know you see it at times too you almost just see a, a load being lightened whenever people just breathe and so um, man breathe Eat healthy, stay as healthy as possible. I would say this, rest. Um, I went through a trial recently. You know about it. I'm, I'm not going to divulge it on here. But it just, man, I was under attack. It just felt like 
the enemy was using people to question my character, uh, question my calling, question my family, just um, question my character. I mean, you name it. Uh, and, man, I just I felt under attack like I was going through a trial. And a lot of times whenever my, I'm going through trials, my mind's going a 1,000 miles an hour again. Why? And you just, it's hard to sleep. You don't rest and you're you're anxious and you're questioning yourself. You are questioning your character. You're questioning your calling. You're questioning, you know, who you really are. And, and then you just have to stop back and think and go, hold on, hold on. That's the enemy. That That particular one is the enemy that has been allowed by God. But what does God want to do through this? And seek the Lord in it, but rest. Um, and I would say not just physical rest, but most importantly, rest in Him. Because a few weeks ago when I was going through that, one of the great helps is I rested in His promises. I know when I gave my life to Christ, I know who He is in me. And I know what He's doing through me. And I know how He's grown me to the point that I'm not who I used to be. And so, man, rest in Him and, um, and through it. I believe you'll be able to make it and endure through trials. Amen. So six practical ways that we can endure trials. Number one, seek the Lord. Uh, draw near to Him. Be in relationship with Him. Pray. Stay in His Word. Number two, cast your cares on Him. And you referenced First Peter 5, 7 in that. Um, just cast your cares on Him. Uh, number three, rejoice in your security. And I was reminded... Um, as we talked about that one, just a um, song that I like to lead, Yes, I Will, uh, that bridge is I choose to praise. Um, in the midst of trials, I choose to praise. And so we can rejoice in our security in Christ. Uh, number four, fellowship with community. Um, it's going to be hard to make it separated from uh, community, from the body of Christ. Um, we, we desperately need each other. Um, and number five, uh, serve others. Um, when I serve others, it often takes the focus off of me um, and what I'm going through. And then lastly, number six, don't negate your, your health. Um, breathe, eat healthy, sleep healthy, uh, rest in the Lord. And so all good things. And we pray that this encourages you. Uh, we pray that um, you can take these um, practical ways to endure trials. And uh, we pray that it blesses you. And so uh, we pray that Lord willing we'll be uh, back next month um, on the Practical Perseverance Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks again for listening to the Practical Perseverance Podcast. We pray today's episode encouraged you to keep pressing in perseverance. To know more about Pastor Jonathan, Harmony, and our ministry, you can go to www.harmonycsms.com. We hope you join us next month for another episode.